1: From NPV Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Woods Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, your backyard doesn't have to take a backseat to the amazing smart technologies that are making their way into our homes and lives. So today, we'll discuss ways to add technology to your summer backyard. Everything from outdoor entertainment and lights to high-tech grills and even robots that mow your lawn. If you'd like to be a part of our conversation, give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four, or you can email the show to EverydayTech at mpbonline.org We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio.
0: You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think
1: Radio. From MVP Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Woods Couture, information technology expert at New Course Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson, owner of computer doctors and phone surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, adding technology to your backyard can make your life easier, safer, and a lot more fun. So today we'll talk about everything from the latest in outdoor entertainment and lights to high-tech grills and even robots. That mow your lawn. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline dot org. Well, good morning, fellas.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just realizing I was that robot that used to mow the yard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good morning, Jeremy.
3: Good morning. Good morning. Hey, and, how you doing? Uh, I think we should reappropriate the term mobot. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, they. You know what's funny? When I did the research, they had so many out there, and I actually once, once we get to that part, I have some interesting uh, tidbits about it, uh, pros and cons to it, yeah. and uh, you know, it's not like, oh my God, the savior, <laughs> yeah, has come, but you know, for me, if I want my lawn done now and I don't don't want to wait. I can actually put it together and uh, get it on out there and let it do what it, you know, what it will do. Yeah,
2: you know, well, love the pot
1: bow. I know, I know.
2: Well, it's so, kind of like back in the day. I mean, I was also the TV remote. <laughs> and no. Mom and Dad wanted the channel changed. Tell the kid, get up, change channel. Look, technology has really
1: changed. You know what, though, guys? When I was doing research for this show, I love backyards and I like technology. Hence the name of the show backyard technology but mm-hmm. i love my dream backyard um do you have a dream backyard that you would want hmm. what, what's your dream backyard
2: um,
1: mine is a screen I was showing Java. They have these screens I mean these entertainment backyards with these huge theaters surround sound. they have little rocks that look like rocks, but they're not they're speakers, and I mean, I couldn't believe you can- if you have the money you can imagine it, you can get it done.
2: Oh, there is the problem If you had the money, okay, okay, now so we the, find the kicker, yeah, yeah,
1: but i
3: mean it's your it's your dream back. Backyard, right. so yeah, I, I would say you know, like a like a screened-in porch and some speakers for music. Definitely got to have enough room for my dogs to run around. Um, it, it, it'd be nice if I didn't have to have a fence for my dogs, but you know they like to dig and stuff. So so if we were gonna tech it up, I'd say maybe maybe one of those underground fence things because my oh, dog dug out yesterday and I'm getting really tired of him doing that.
1: That's a good one. Yeah, mine
2: would probably be just fairly wooded. I like a lot of shade, you you know, all this direct sunlight, probably the same thing. I mean, the entertainment systems outside, that'd be a big draw for me. And with my wife and kids the way they are, there's gotta be some water back there somewhere. We gotta have some pool. Mine is the
1: pool. I I watch Insane Pools a lot. I love that show. Oh my god! I just sit back and dream. Uh, It's gonna happen one day. One day, it'll happen. The waterfall. I want the jacuzzi. I want the fire pit. I like the big, big, huge deck. You got
2: to have the fire pit. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. You got to have the fire pit. I mean, that's like, that's like a given.
1: Now, grass, yeah. I don't really have to have any grass. <laughs> no, but I like, uh, I really <laughs> don't. Uh, a huge deck. I mean, uh, water, you know, what is it? Water treated deck with the um, marbled. I like the outdoor living space, what I'm saying. You know, you can really live outside. I love that. Is so it possible gotta, to get an air conditioner outside? <laughs> I think you can. What'd you say, Jeremy?
3: I said, now we got to tech it up.
1: Yes, and we're going to take yeah. it up by starting with entertainment. Now, everyone likes music. Everyone likes um, uh, having jams. <laughs> what jam? So, Wills called it jams last week. I said, yeah. Lord, he's uh, he's old now. He, it's my old school coming he out. He said, uh, "Everybody wants some cool jams outside." I'm like, did he just say jams? Yeah, did. yeah he did. Yeah. But no, everyone likes music and things like that. So, there's so many different ways you can. High tech your backyard when it comes to entertainment uh, with the big screen they have a screen that's actually actually inflatable, yeah, and you can inflate the whole thing and it's less than uh, getting the actual other type of screen.
2: Well, you got to think too. I mean, when, once you start going outside, you, you are getting exposed to the elements, and so you know, um, you know, it's really nice to imagine you know that everything's just kind of perfect on outside. But let's just be realistic here. We are. At the end of the day in the south here, we get we get rainy days in the backyard. We get high humidity days. We get freezing days. And so it's got to kind of be weatherproof. And I really think, you know, technology has really kind of adapted itself to that, though, because with wireless technologies, mm-hmm. not only can you do wireless speakers. Now, you can do wireless video. You can mm-hmm. send your video wherever you need because mm-hmm. – um, and like you said, there's inflatable screens—things that are actually easy to put up and bring back down—so that when when the elements are kind of getting you, when we have a storm rolling in, that you can't actually get it out of there. Because I don't know about y'all, but probably all of us at some point have had like you know a nice set of patio furniture with some cushions in the back, and by the end of the summer,
1: soggy and yeah,
2: oh. the 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 weather has done taking them out. So you got you know your <laughs> technology has yeah. to adapt to that as well. So how do we make sure that it doesn't get overrun? But
1: well, they no, are, again,
3: right, they're, they're really and,
1: yeah. right. They have waterproof and shockproof uh, Bluetooth speakers now. Yeah, yeah. So So uh, you know, they know it's summertime, splashing water around and everything. So uh, cell phones are becoming waterproof now. I mean, completely is that? And I want to ask you a question. When they say waterproof, I mean, can it be submerged in water?
4: It's to
3: a degree. Um, usually, uh, like three to five feet. It depends on the IP rating of the phone itself. Uh, if it's 67, it's rated for three feet underwater.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it, and we run into that a pretty good bit. Like, you know, like say for example, like you know, the Apple watches and some of your other smart watches. I mean, if you're wearing these things, it only makes sense for them to be at least water resistant. And quite a few of them are becoming waterproof. But you really got to kind of read the details on that. Kind of like Jeremy is saying, maybe waterproof for a certain amount of time. You know over time it kind of gets over it'll get overrun it may be waterproof to a certain depth mm-hmm. um, and maybe only waterproof in certain kinds of water and by that I mean salt
1: water, salt water fresh
2: versus water. fresh water. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I noticed in just reading the instructions on on my Apple watch, for example, yes, it's waterproof, but don't take it into the shower. And you're like, no. well, why not the shower. Well, yeah, but now you got soap and you got shampoos oh. and it's not proof to those kind of things. So it it's one of those to really kind of be careful, find out exactly what they mean by you know, read the fine print essentially. Yeah.
3: Well Right. And also you mm-hmm. want to think about water pressure. Um, because the rating is not for water pressure. So say you spilled ketchup on your phone or something and you wanted to rinse it off under the sink. It may be waterproof, but the pressure coming out of the sink head may be too great for the rating on that phone, and it may still get water inside of it. Ooh. So, yeah, just wipe it off with a, right. a rag or something.
1: <laughs> and when you say waterproof, like I said, you could take it to the beach if you know if it gets little it, splashes on it and things like that. But it's I, actually,
3: mm-hmm. it's water resistant.
1: Right. So waterproof so, is two different things, isn't it? Exactly.
3: Exactly. I don't mean to split hairs, but we're not splitting hairs because they're totally different.
1: Well, let me tell you what I saw yesterday. I was uh, looking at some pictures, and I saw people at a water park with their phones in the wave pool, water um, all around them, their phones with them, taking pictures, going down the water slides. I'm like,
3: Mm. what? Must have been Samsung's.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm just like, people can do that hey, now. Wow. My, my
2: ex can do that, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You know, um, they also have US, uh, D, USB umbrellas. So the umbrellas that you put on your patio furniture now, they come with USB adapters so everyone can enjoy and plug up their uh, devices with your outdoor um, furniture. I mean, they're really making outdoor So
3: when I I hear about stuff like that, I, I have little hairs rise up on the back of my neck because when you include those things with other commodities, you have to ask, where are they cutting costs? And what's what's the uh, the quality of that adapter on that umbrella? Because especially with your iPhones, you want to make sure that your charging source is putting out consistent amperage. Because and also the amperage that that phone is rated for. Because if it's not, it could damage it.
1: Okay, let me ask you a question. This one I researched. Uh, is solar power? now, the USB uh, charging station is powered by the sun, so the guests can enjoy uh, and charge their devices by the sun rays. Is that okay?
3: Well, see it but that's like that's the collection, the way the way that it uh, way that it collects that power. When it distributes it to the device, that's where the concern is because if that port is not putting out the proper amount of uh, of voltage and amperage, then it could cause damage to the phone. So it's it's got to be in that port where that where that quality is kept.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, solar technology has really got a lot of potential. I've I've seen it used. Um, well, I mean, shoot, even at some of our facilities, we we'll actually use it to charge batteries for remote camera locations and everything else. But exactly like Jeremy saying. You got to be careful, you know, these electronic devices, especially your your phones, more those personal devices, they are very sensitive to power and not having a good quality power source can definitely shorten its life or just totally destroy it.
3: Well, we'll see we talk about like Apple certified all the time, and and what that means is that that cable has been – or that that mechanism has been developed to a specific standard that Apple created, and it's been certified to work with their phones because you can go to the gas station and you can get just any old charger you want for your phone, but that doesn't mean it was rated or certified to work with it. And that's when you tend to run into battery issues and problems with the motherboard and so forth in the phone over time. We see it a lot.
1: Did you say motherboard?
3: Yeah, motherboard, logic board, <laughs> the uh the brain inside of the phone. I that thought you we were talking about Star
1: Wars for a minute. I'm like, did he say motherboard? Wow.
2: A long time ago in a motherboard <laughs> far, far away.
1: <laughs> I mean, you just took me there. Well, we're talking about backyard technology this morning. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of this conversation, please give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Give us a call. Let us know what your dream backyard is. If you have some high-tech technology in your backyard, let us know what you uh, what you use. If you have a dream of having that grill that will help you grill the perfect steak or help you grill anything, give us a call one eight seven seven MPB ring. We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Inc. Radio. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio.
5: On Creature Comforts, we talk about Mississippi's abundant wildlife with Libby Hartfield, retired director of the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science, and a special guest each week. Also, Dr. Troy Major is on hand to answer questions about your pets. I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us Thursday mornings at 9 with a repeat broadcast Saturday mornings at 6 for Creature Comforts
0: on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today. With Wilts Cottre and Jeremy Thompson. And today we're talking about backyard technology. If you'd like to join our conversation or ask any general tech question, give us a call this morning at 1 877 MPB Ring. That's 1 877 672 7464. Or you can always email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Again, we want you to give us a call. Let us know your dream backyard or if you have any high-tech gadget that you use in your backyard, let us know. Or, of course, if you have that iPhone that just won't work right or your printer's acting up, Wilton and Jeremy are standing by to answer your questions. Now, like I said, I did a lot of research for the show, and I was so impressed at what they have out there. I actually had to stop putting information in the uh, script because there were too many, too many things that you can do to your backyard when it comes to technology.
2: And she was going online ordering every bit of it up, probably. I wish.
1: You know. I wish. Now, Jeremy and Wilf, let me ask you a question. Are you guys grill masters? Let's ask that first. Would uh, you call yourself?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm a grill Padawan, going back to the Star Wars thing here. Um, I, I can, I can make some hockey pucks, but I can turn a few things out of there pretty good. I have not quite mastered that whole slow cooking, smoking kind of thing, but I can make some pretty kick butt, uh, steaks, burgers, you know, your, your standard grill fare chicken. Oh, I've really got my chicken legs down. You got
1: your chicken. Now that's not the easiest thing to do. No, it's not. To make sure they're done and and, and not burnt.
2: Yep. Thank you, YouTube.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Speaking of, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Grilling, becoming that grill master. They have apps for that. Of course, they have an app for everything. And they actually have a grill that can help you cook your meat to perfection. And men, you don't have to hang around the grill all day and miss the party, miss the fun. You could actually leave the grill and they have a grill. That will let you know when it's time to turn the meat, when it's time to change the flame, uh, reminders to flip the meat, and no longer is the host chained to the grill. Now, do you want to know the cost of this grill?
3: No.
2: it hurts. <laughs> it hurts to even look at it. Uh,
1: yeah, it goes I, I, against everything that grilling is about. Exactly. When exactly. I saw that, I had to put it in here because I was just flabbergasted. Six, seven thousand to ten thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> for a grill. They... So
2: does this mean, though, that, that Jeremy and I can go back and tell our wives that's really the value that they're getting whenever we're cooking yeah, honey, on the grill for them?
3: you got to think about the value.
4: <laughs> I mean, that you know, will cook itself.
2: Yeah. I mean, but then you know, also kind of go back to like, baby, this is this is what I'm worth when I'm at the grill. This is what it takes to be a real <laughs> grill master. So, yes, I need that new set of flipping tools. <laughs> I need that app that can tell me what the temperature is in my meat. my My biggest thing has always been I've always been paranoid. It's like, oh, do I undercook my chicken or pork yeah, chops or yeah. something? So, you know, maybe I like the little smaller smaller tech. I don't think I can quite get to the it's 7, a ten thousand ten thousand yeah. dollar
1: tech. Now, tell me, um, uh, before we get to um Jerry and Ashlyn, Jerry, hold on one second. You have an um a device that's really neat. Tell us about it. Yeah,
2: it's just a little. It's a Bluetooth attached device, and you can actually stick it into whatever it is you're cooking to make sure you're getting the right temperature. Cause I mean, you know, now, you know, I, I also do believe any, any hamburger or steak above medium is just totally ruined. So, I mean, I don't want it to get too far up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially like when it comes to chicken or pork or anything else to tell you the temperature and it'll actually tell you the temperature on your phone So You can actually kind of see it there and, and make sure you're at least doing the safe thing so it's for your cooking. App. Yeah, it is an what app. What is it called? I forgot. Okay, I'm gonna have to look it up here in okay. just a second. Okay,
1: but it is it is an app that lets you know when you the temperature of your food is it's yes. Where to it's make sure that it's safe. Meat. Okay, yeah. now that's a neat one. I actually also looked up the photo cookbook. Now this one isn't free; it's three ninety nine. But it's an app that helps you actually teaches you how to grill. Some people don't know how to grill. Some people think the fire cooks the meat <laughs> and not the yeah. uh, heat not and the not heat. the <laughs> <laughs> and not the smoke. So, you know, when I was younger, I actually thought that the flames cooked the meat. And then I grew up and realized that is not how you grill. But this uh, app teaches you how to, um, explains to you how to be a grill master and gives you photos and high resolution on your iPad. And it actually takes you step by step. On cooking, so it's actually a neat app. It's called uh, the Photo Cookbook, and it is three ninety nine. They have some free apps, Barbecue for free. It's free, and uh, it's neat. It teaches you how to cook as well. Become that grill master you want to be. Well, and is- by the way, it's
2: mm-hmm. called Meter Smart Meat. M E A T E R.
1: That's neat. I love it. Yeah, yep. that is neat.
2: Great little play on words. Wireless smart temp. You basically tell it what kind of thing you're cooking, mm-hmm. and it you know. Fish, pork, what have you,
1: and you make sure you get to the right temperatures. All right. Well, let's go to uh, Jerry in Ashland. Good morning, Jerry.
5: Hey, thank you for taking my call. I do have one thing to say about apps. If, if you don't pay for an app, if you don't pay for a product, you are the product. <laughs> uh, they they always want something from your contacts and email or whatever. But that's not why I called. I called because I know how to take screenshots on my phone, and I have a Samsung S5, and its software is up to date and. I'd like to be able to, if I have text, you know, going back uh, six months or a year, I have several texts from an individual in a day. I'd like to be able to take a screenshot of that text and have the date on each screenshot. Is that possible? Or do I got to just take a whole series of them? Say if it's on Thursday, the 23rd, I got to enter 10 of them, 10, 10 texts. That person, I got to start with the one that shows the date and just roll forward to show a continuum. Or can I somehow get the date
3: from that text on each and every screenshot? Okay, so I think screenshotting is going to be more cumbersome than what you really want to do we is just have a log of your text messages, right? I mean, it would be easier for you to actually export those messages through an app that would put them in a text file or a PDF with all of that information already next to it. That way you wouldn't have to go through and screenshot it. Um, there are several SMS Uh, backup apps that you can find in the Android app store and one of those will be able to uh, do what you need I've used SMS backup plus before um, and it allows you to export them uh, to different formats so try I understand
5: understand what you're saying but this Uh, has presented in court to lawyers and judges and stuff like that I can back it up and have a log quite easily I mean that's what your your text file is is a log it says on this date you got this me texting this person, this is your responses, but mm-hmm. uh, is, is there some way to export that somehow and just have the whole shebang right there and print it out on one
3: page or a series of pages? That, that's what I'm telling you. This app will actually allow you to export it to a text file, so you can just print out the entire uh, message, uh, the, like the entire – like all of the messages you've received from that contact rather than have to go in and screenshot them. It'll well, it will just export it to a text file. <laughs> That sounds
5: wonderful because I've been trying it, and it is cumbersome. Yes. I and
3: mean, you can Sorry,
5: do the karate chop thing across or the, the two buttons at one time. It's, it's a pain a
3: in pain the hand. Yes. Now, uh, if for it, some reason that particular app doesn't work for you because, you know, everybody's uh, mileage may vary when it comes to apps, um, there are several other – SMS backup apps that you can find in the App Store and one of them one of them will probably even output to PDF I, I'm almost certain. I've used one that's done that. So yeah, you oh, can definitely find something in the App Store for you Okay, and, and about what y'all are talking about uh, I
5: kind of think perhaps We're getting to the point of diminishing returns On our connectivity. I mean mm-hmm. if you have a thermometer that you put in a piece of meat that outputs to your phone So you can look at your phone whether than have a thermometer reading thermometer your meat are you grilling? Are you in TV? Are you in the house watching TV while you're grilling? I mean, <laughs> well, I actually, know, how many? All these, all these kids are really good at, at the new technology. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I'm nearly 60 years old, and I am too because I make it a habit. But I treat my phone like a tool. I treat my computer like a tool. It does things for me. I'm not enamored by it. Mm-hmm. But there are also many folks, many kids nowadays that can't drive a standard shift car. They can't change a tire. <laughs> sad. They can't ride a chainsaw. They can't start a lawnmower. You know, so... <laughs> I think our screen is becoming our babysitter, and it's kind of sucking the intelligence out of us.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, we, we definitely agree with you, um, and, and we often uh, talk about how we need to spend less time with our phones. Right. But just this particular show, we're just talking about all the options that are out there. We don't have a grill that can cook food by <laughs> itself. We, are, we, we like the experience, yeah. just, you know, getting in there with our hands and, 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 and cooking the meat ourselves.
2: But I do like my, I do like my thermometer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I kind of I am
5: talking to you, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Bluetooth-enabled headphones right now. And, and I do have Bluetooth-enabled speakers that are solar-powered. So if I'm sitting somewhere in a beach or out in the mountains I want to listen to, you know, music off my phone. I can do that. So there is oh, yeah. it's very useful, but it ha- it can't be the end all be all. We still right. as a society, right. interface with people on a real time basis and make things.
1: Yes.
2: Well, exactly. We Just like what we were saying last uh, was the last week we yeah. were talking about like, with the mm-hmm. GPS. But mm-hmm. you, people need to be taught how to read a map. Right. I mean, they've kind of forgotten that. And by the way, for the record, both of my kids were taught how to drive a standard on a 1971 Volkswagen Beetle. Wow. um, And they're actually really, really good at driving a standard. They've also determined they don't want a standard, right? But
1: uh, well, my first car was a standard. My dad gave me his car in college, and I hated it. But you know, I learned how to drive it, and I have to say, I'm in that mode right now. My daughter wants to learn how to drive. She's 14, and so I'm thinking about. I don't have a standard, so where's she going to learn how to drive one from? Oh.
3: Well, you know they're less popular, but I also just I would I love driving a standard. I, oh, me when too. When I have my when I have my my two thousand four Toyota Celica GTS, Ugh. Oh, buddy, that six speed, man. Oh, I miss that. I Anyways. say it's too
1: much work. You know what I said, and I, maybe no. I'm like a lot of women. No. It's too. I think men like the drive and the. Um, you, be one um, with the car. Yeah, I hate I, that. I want to get in the car and go. I don't want to think about uh, shift this foot. And I hate all that. Oh my you God. You know,
3: I think the standard is safer because you can drop gears, which means if you need to hustle, you can. You can't do that in an automatic, <laughs> and that's definitely something I miss about driving a standard.
1: Oh, well, okay. I hear that a lot. And, you know, <laughs> apples and oranges, some people love them.
3: Oh, and downshifting yeah. is also powerful. If you're, you know, say your brakes aren't so great, you know, downshifting helps brakes or engine braking. So, yeah, that's, that's another benefit.
2: Well, on top of that, also shifting keeps you from being able to get on your dang phone while you're trying to drive because yeah. you got to keep your hands on, you know. <laughs> it does. So, No, I mean, Jerry's got a great point there, and mm-hmm. I think that, you know, goes to a lot of this. I mean, technology is great, but mm-hmm. it's a tool. It shouldn't, it shouldn't take over.
1: And, you know, that's the first thing I thought about when we did the research for this show. I thought about, okay, yeah, the dream backyard and all this technology. But if you go anywhere nowadays, like you say, you go to the restaurant, you go to a restaurant, you go to the beach. Now everyone has their phone out. I mean, they're yeah. sitting on the beach and they're scrolling. And no one, is anyone interacting with each other anymore? So technology is good and it's bad at the same time. I don't see how that can be, but it we see it every day.
3: We need well, discipline. It Say it again. We need discipline. We do. We have, to, we have to discipline ourselves with these devices. Otherwise, we're just going to spend more and more time with them. And then our kids are going to do the same thing. Monkey see, monkey do.
1: Someone, uh, I forgot who it was yesterday, I believe, said that they did uh, uh, an interview with some kids in elementary school, and it was really sad. The interview was asking the kids about phones and they said they hate cell phones. And I'm like, what? These are elementary kids, mind you. Uh, we don't like cell phones. Like, why don't you like the cell phone? Cause my mommy is always on it. It takes my mommy away from me. That thing right there. Cause they didn't have one. Mm-hmm. They're like wow. first, second grade, third grade. And, that thing takes my mom and dad away from me. They don't talk to me anymore. They're always on that thing. And it's wow. funny, when they get in high school or middle school, <laughs> they want that
2: thing. Yeah, exactly. And
1: the parents well, like me, we're screaming, that thing takes our kids away from us.
2: <laughs> but you know,
3: we haven't we haven't witnessed this generation of of saturation of technology. So maybe the kids growing up will push away from it. There you know, we could be raising a, a new a new uh stone age for all we know. Uh they say they may say, Forget all this stuff, we want to go back to the woods.
1: You know, who knows? We, that is interesting. Good point. That sounds like a whole show we can do. Well, you know, them. it's like we're coming <laughs> yeah. on up,
2: I mean like in two weeks, me and my wife right. are taking ten teenagers out, you know, we we rented a cabin up near Chattanooga and you know, the kids have already been pretty much told it's like, Okay, there's really no cellular signal up there and you know, there's not yeah, you know, the only Wi Fi option might be satellite and we're pretty much not even opting for that. Mm-hmm. And they were all pretty much totally cool of, oh, we'll be disconnected. No big deal. We're just going to be walking around and going mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. and doing some paddle boarding or fishing or something. And I'm like, they wow, these games. are these are 10 teenagers. And, and, and Jeremy, that's what they were talking about. It's like, we need to make sure we bring some board games and we need to yeah. do this. And I'm like, you know, these are 15 to 17-year-olds, and they get it better than some adults do. But see, that is
1: that's what I'm, that's fun. We're going to go to break in just a minute, but that is fun. Monopoly, uh Uh, Oh, Monopoly,
2: you know, wars can be started over Monopoly.
1: (laughs) It does, you know. Monopoly is the devil, huh?
2: (laughs) Oh, they're talking about, like, apples to apples and all that. So, you know, we're going to have a good time.
1: I mean, still, just board game night, game night. And we're not talking about game night. We're talking about actual games that you can buy in Walmart (laughs) in the stores, the big box stores. Game night is fun. It brings families together. Everybody puts their phones Mm -hmm. down and we actually interact and talk to each other. All right, now um, we're going to take another break, but when we get back, we're going to continue our discussion on backyard technology. Now, if you'd like to join our conversation or ask Wilton Jeremy any general tech question, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to everyday tech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.
4: Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio.
1: It's an expensive cycle. Insurance, gas, maintenance. Let us help break it by turning that car of yours into public radio. If your car is more work than it's useful, donate it to us. We'll pick it up, get top dollar for it, and use the funds to bring you more of your favorite shows. You might even qualify for a tax deduction.
0: Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wilts Cottrell, information technology expert at New Steel, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons. In Hattiesburg. Well, if you're just tuning in today, we've been discussing backyard technology. If you have any tips or any great apps that you've used or any general tech questions, give us a call this morning at 1 MPB Ring. That's 1 672 7464. Or you can email the show to Everyday Tech at MPBOnline.org. Well, we're going to go back to the phone line to move to Stockville, Mississippi and speak with Stanley. Good morning, Stanley. Good morning,
4: guys. How you all doing? Wonderful, wonderful. wonderful. Good morning. Uh, I was just listening to you. You were talking about uh, uh, some of the social aspects of uh, smartphones. Yes. Okay. It just brought to mind, now I'm 63, so I don't remember all the way back to the beginning of everything, but I can remember being a kid and the same, not as widespread, but the same conversation going around. When the first miniature transistor radios came out, people would have them, they'd be at a ball game, listening to the ball game on a transistor radio with an earbud in one ear.
2: <laughs> kind of covering two ball games at once, basically, I guess. Uh,
4: yeah, and people at beaches. I mean, uh, uh, you go back through some archives even now, and you can find pictures of people at the beach with an earbud in their ear and a little transistor radio.
1: so So, you were saying
4: uh, uh, well i I appreciate that there are some differences uh some of it is it's like just a repeat uh the same the same argument you're making about uh uh, the smartphones was made about television Mm -hmm. i can remember that quite clearly Mm -hmm. the same argument was made believe it or not when the first walkmans came out because all of a sudden You had portable music, you weren't dependent upon a radio station, and here's kids, and particularly college kids, uh, they're walking around with earbuds in their ears listening to their Walkmans, and every time there's been a major change, uh, this same argument has come up, what is it doing to our society? Now... As far as smartphones go, and the whole uh, uh, computer revolution has occurred, particularly in the last twenty years, while it's not the same as it used to be, the thing is, is they're on their smartphones or they're on their computers uh, on social media, but they're doing a different kind of uh, what would you call it? Social interaction. Mm-hmm. Communication. Uh, I, I hate I hate what happens with some families who don't enforce, uh, you know, no smartphone at the table type rule or something where there's just the family time and the smartphones and the computers go away for a while. But I also know that, uh, uh, like myself and my wife, our kids are grown and they're all gone now as far as, you know, being home. And uh, But me and my wife are both very active on Facebook and a couple of other social media platforms. And we've got friends all over the world that we're in, in regular, almost daily communications with, talking about politics and our families, our friends, and and what did you do today? I mean, you know, it's like going to the it's like going out to the gossip fence.
1: It is, and like we we talk about that a lot. That, uh, and we've actually said that on the show. Technology has bridged the gap between you and a person that lives on the other side of the country or the world. It can bring people together, but it also can um, put a barrier between people. So it comes... Back to us, we have to have the balance, we have to put the barriers on it, we have to put the uh, um, let our children know that there's this is a no tech time, no tech zone, and let's communicate together, let's talk. But there's a time and a place for technology, correct, guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely.
2: But-
3: And I want to say, like, you know, I understand, you know, people had radios and and we've had books. And I'm sure there was some guy who was going through his house in like the 1900s and he's like, these books are just ruining this family. All these kids won't stop reading these books. But the thing with the smartphone is that it is a portable device that you have complete control over the content. You know, the book eventually ends. The radio eventually plays a song you don't like, and you have to at least change the channel or something. But eventually it gets to the point where you're like, ah, there's nothing good on. No offense, MPB. There's always something good on MPB. Of course. (laughs) What I'm saying is with your phone, you can constantly indulge yourself in things that you're interested in. It can Mm -hmm. constantly distract you. Okay, I'm done reading social media. Now I can play a game. It's like – there's there's no barrier anymore with the device. It can just ju- – your brain just jumps from one thing to another, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like you said, we've got to have uh, levels of control over mm-hmm. how frequently we indulge
1: mm-hmm. in that. A balance. That's You're my right. only thing. Mm-hmm. And Wilt, and you and I and Wilt talk about that all the time. This is a technology show, but we also talk about the responsibility we have with that technology and the balance that we have to put on it in our lives because it can control you or you can control it.
2: Exactly. Love with that. great with great power comes great responsibility. There's a there's a quote in that somewhere. But I mean <laughs> no, but it, it it honestly is true. And we've we've always gotta be looking for that balance. And yeah. it's and like just like Jeremy said, it's totally within our control. You're it's right. our it's our self control.
1: All right, we're gonna move on to Vicksburg and speak with Ann this morning. Good morning, Ann. Yes. Um sometimes I misplace my iPhone in my house and I can't find it. I also have an Android tablet, and I'm wondering, if, is there an app available for an Android tablet that could possibly ring my iPhone so that I could find it?
3: Hmm. Uh, you'd be better off using Find My iPhone to find your iPhone. Um, you can log into your iCloud account, and you can uh, tap Find My iPhone, and you can, uh, you can let it sound, set off a sound uh, even if it's locked or silenced, uh, to help you locate it.
2: Now, and from your Android tablet, also you may be able to use the internet browser to go to that to actually, actually that, run that. Maybe
3: that that won't work. Um, iCloud I uh. is not real friendly with anything. Other than, like, your standard browsers, it really won't work on your Android devices like it's mm. supposed to. So that's why I say uh, log into your iCloud account on a computer or something and ring it. Now, there probably is an app, but I don't know of one offhand just because that's that's two different ecosystems you're trying to interface with there, Android and the iOS. Um, and they're
2: definitely, definitely competitors. A-
3: there's definitely a way to set up a bridge to do that. You might, if you have like an Alexa or a, a Google Home, you might even be able to tell it to ring your phone. Um, but as far as like going directly from the device to the iPhone, I, I don't believe that's, that's going to work. There would have to be some sort of uh, – some, kind of, some kind of technology bridge in between, whether it's an online system like if this, then that, or something to that effect.
1: Okay. Great. Well, thank you for your help. Thank you, Ann. Okay. Um, All right. Have a good day.
3: And I just want to say, if this, then that. I knew that just kind of threw that out there. Like, what did he say those words for? There's a website called iftt.com where you can go and you can set up your devices to do certain things uh, whenever something has happened. So, like, say if you uh, log in and you say that you lost your phone, then it will ring your phone or whatever. It, It does all kinds of stuff. Um, I had mine set up to where um, it could interface with my Alexa and do some stuff at home that it normally wouldn't be able to do. But there has to be some kind of uh, 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 a site or some kind of technology that, that bridges the two devices. It won't just work from one to the other.
1: Oh, all right. Well, okay. Well, maybe they, in the future, technology is always changing, you know, maybe. You know
2: Well, it's, it's kind of like one of those things. How come we can't have Coke and Pepsi in the same restaurants? Exactly. You know, it's like.
1: Come on. Can I we mean, all they, just get along? Exactly.
2: <laughs> and, but just, yeah, unfortunately, the Android world and the, and the Apple world, you know, Google versus Apple. And, they, you know, there's, uh, but there's
1: probably somebody out there working on that, though.
3: Well, speaking but of. But things are always changing. All they're, right. That's making speak, the right. more friendly. Yes, yeah,
1: speaking of changing, uh, we're talking about backyard technology, correct, today. So uh, oh, yeah. they actually have sprinklers that um, work on your phone. You can set your sprinkler system, and you don't even have to do anything. Your sprinkler systems are smart sprinkler systems, and they help with water conservation. Um, some neighborhoods actually will pay you to get this smart sprinkler system meaning it saves water for the neighborhood and it also it, and actually when the temperature gets down or when it's time to um sprinkle or water your lawn it will do it for you you don't have to remember to water your lawn so what you mean yeah is-
2: from from a from a water conservation standpoint i mean you know nothing worse than seeing like some of these i don't know if anybody else has ever seen this but you go like by like a neighborhood or an apartment complex or something businesses and the sprinklers will be on while it's raining, and I'm like, really, people, really, right. it's raining and you're sprinkling, but then you got to realize, like, hey, it's on an automatic system,
1: right.
2: it just knows a time and a date. So, really, kind of putting a little bit of technology in there could actually save us a few bucks and save well, us some water. They
1: said thousands of dollars it can yeah. save you when on a large site. Imagine all of the uh, money you can save if it knows when to put turn the sprinklers on, not right. like you said, not on a time base, but. On a need-based. Right. They can mm-hmm. actually sense
2: what the temperature, sense the humidity. Exactly. Oh, it's, you know, it, it's raining. Maybe I'll turn these off and save it for another day. I love
1: that.
3: I love yeah. that. Sounds, I know that's like been out for a while. Sounds like the Nest thermostat, you know, the way it kind of detects, like, when you're in your house and when the temperature is this outside and so forth. Same, same yeah, of technology yeah. there.
1: But Jeremy can't take over your house and keep you, hold you hostage in the yard.
3: <laughs> hey, hackers have not taken over my thermostat yet. All right? There is still time.
1: If you walk in your house and your thermostat says, oh, Jeremy's home, let me turn it up to what he likes, that is scary to me. I have nightmares about that, Jeremy. I still have nightmares about that. Oh, all
3: right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, so <laughs> so I tell it, like, hey, I want the temperature to, between, be, to be between X and Y. And it goes, all right, cool. And then it detects when I walk past it so it knows somebody's in the house. And then it goes, oh, I should probably be on because there's somebody in the house.
1: Wow. It's,
3: it's not like, welcome home, Jeremy turning heat on to what I feel like, you know,
2: it still doesn't No, Jeremy, you said to put it down to 72, and we think it needs to be 68, (laughs) my
3: gosh. Uh Uh-oh, you guys, my my nest just started displaying an angry face. (laughs) That is... Somebody finally hacked it.
1: (laughs) Speaking of robots, um, let's move on to robots for your lawn. They have remote control uh what you call mobots that will mow yeah. your lawn for you. I love this concept. I mean, unlike the gas guzzling human steered counterparts, now they're battery operated and they're quiet enough to work at night.
2: Yeah, anybody else ever had that neighbor little fired up by six o'clock in the morning? There was somebody talking about that on my Facebook feed this weekend. It's like why are they mowing at six in the morning?
1: Because it's cooler. I mean I understand why they're doing it. Hey. Get it out the way.
2: Yeah. Because the morning. That's seven what
1: I just said. It's cooler. <laughs> <Okay.
2: laughs>
3: Six is not a regular.
1: Four in the morning
3: would be strange. Yeah. All right, what's he doing over there? It's four o'clock in the morning. Nobody's okay. mowing this early.
2: If you're having if you're having to mow your yard with headlights, <laughs> you know, there may be a bit of a problem.
1: Now speaking of that, the only thing the downside <laughs> to the mobot or robot that mows your lawn is that you have to actually um wire your landscape. And that's this is the downside. You have to wire the landscape uh, with these wires and sensors and things like that. Oh yeah, like so that. it knows its boundaries. Exactly. Oh, I know. I thought
3: it, I thought it would be like the uh, the uh, the Roomba, where it just bumps <laughs> around your lawn, just going around everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: If that's the case, it could go in your neighbor's. It uh, just go out the lawn and go to the next house. Right. Yeah. Hey, he's like, hey, you came and mowed my lawn. Too. Exactly. Thanks, Another thing too, I noticed that uh, it has some f- uh, fail-safes, which I love. If it's picked up the the um blades will stop so don't don't worry about if your kids mess with it it won't cut your kids or anything because uh if it's if as soon as it picks someone picks it up it turns off it also that- um
3: it, that's a major selling point. Yes. Will not cut your children. Will not hurt your I children. Mean, yeah. Think about a
1: little kid running after this thing, you know, and that's an actual mower with blades. That is very yeah. important. Um, sure. A safety mechanism there. And then if the bat- when the battery runs low, it returns to their base. So you do it, like I said, at first, it requires a lot of setup at first. But once you get that done, get somebody like Jeremy or Wilts to come in and set it up for you, once you do that and program it, then ladies, we can cut, we can mow our own lawns without our um, husbands or boyfriends pouting when we ask them to come cut the grass. I understand. I understand.
3: Hey, you know what? I just want to say that I love cutting the grass. I, I, I used to enjoy it. It was a way for me to get out and just clear my head and just, you know, make my lawn look beautiful. So. I
1: hear that a lot. But when if I come home and I see a little weed up or something, I'm very anal about my lawn. So if I want it done today, I don't want it done two days from now. I want it done today. It-
2: well, see, you know, my wife insists on cutting our yard. She's She does not want us near her little race car, and that is, that is her moments of silence to get basically away from me and the kids, I believe. I was waiting for so, you to say that. I, yeah. I was
3: going to say the same thing. I was like, it's kind of like the, the secret way that men get away from their wives. Well, I got to go mow the lawn, honey. Secretly, we love it, but, like, you know, we got to act like it's like work.
2: But
1: yeah. Well, now the Mobot is taking over, so you guys are no longer needed. Wow. I'm going to tell the
2: nest to mow my yard. <laughs> uh, turn up the air conditioner to mow my yard. We're going
1: oh hey, to yeah, take our final Google break of the day. Yeah, we're going to take our final break of the day. the Mobot to mow my lawn. <laughs> And when we get back from break, we're going to continue talking about technology for the backyard. When we come back, we're going to talk about pool safety, how technology has changed the way uh, uh, people keep their pools and children and kids and everyone safe on when using water outside. If you have any questions or comments about the show, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 We'll be right back after the break.
0: If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to MPBOnline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
1: Well, welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. And today we've been discussing backyard technology. We've talked about everything from uh, re- remote control, lawnmowers, to grills that actually cook the food. Itself and and lets you know when it's time to turn it. We talked about lights and we talked about entertainment outside. We've talked about everything. If you have any questions or comments about the show, or want to ask any general tech question, give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everyday tech at Online dot org. Now, when we say remote control everything. It's a remote control for everything. You yeah, can, there is. You can put it remote, and if you, if you want it, you can go online and you can probably find it. Uh, speaking of remote controls, they have we they have a disc or a what we call it a frisbee mm. that is a speaker radio now. And so while you're outside throwing your frisbee, you can listen to like uh, Wilt says the jams on your Bluetooth frisbee.
3: Jeremy, okay. did you hey. see that? <laughs> Is, is, this is a tossable speaker. Mm-hmm. This is I called the song. Here's five seconds of it. Here, man, listen to the next five. It's, ca- <laughs> it's
1: called. It's called. It's called Disc Jock E Waterproof Wind Cutter. Isn't that neat? And you toss it around <laughs> like a.
3: It is a frisbee. If it's loud enough, it'd be really cool. Otherwise, it's like, all right, listen to some music now. It's gone.
2: Enough. I guess that's like a new style of surround sound <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> that's funny it's look like I said if you want it and you can go online, you probably can find it now. This is where I feel uh technology really plays a part in homes and safety pool safety uh jeremy, I mean will tell us the story that you were just saying well, it's just in,
2: in in um right at the end of end of school year some some friends of ours they were having a a party and it was around a pool. And in a matter of moments, they turned around, and unfortunately, a very young child had actually gotten into the water and was found unresponsive in the water. Now, luckily, he is 100% A-OK. They were able to get to him, uh, perform CPR, and do what they needed to, and and luckily it was quick. But it it just reminded my wife and I of just – excuse me – how fast things can change when we're outdoors and, you know, when you're in a festive mood and – you know, somebody getting a little bit too close to water, water's pretty unforgiving. Right. So,
1: And um, believe it or not, my daughter went swimming Saturday, and I didn't go with her at first because I was at another station working, of course. So my her godmom picked her up, and she went swimming with the kids. When I got to the pool, she told me, Ma, almost drowned. And I thought she was playing at first. I was looking at her face, and she was not joking. She was walking, she said, through the water, and she didn't realize it was about to turn from five feet to nine hmm. And she went under and her God brothers thought she was joking. She was going yeah. under the water and they thought she was playing. She wasn't yeah. playing. And every time she told me the story on Saturday night and Sunday, I kept saying, oh, my God. You know, that really scared me.
2: A matter of I mean, a matter of moments, not even seconds. Exactly. It, it, can, it can flip so quick.
1: So they have a life saving tech type um, out there for your pools. It's um. People who have backyards, you know, pools in backyards, they can be uh, a, it can be a problem out there because you so many times your kids wander off. Some people have the um, plastic over the pool. Some people have the gate completely around the pool, right. which is great. But they also now have pool alarms. They can be adjusted so you know it doesn't go off if a toy falls in. Um, but if a child falls in the pool or goes out there without supervision, it will alarm. Uh, go off. I mean, a huge alarm will go off if something large falls in the pool. Even your dog.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, and what it's looking for is it's looking for those wave patterns. And I mean, you know, we all know what happens. Even even if a small child falls in the water, it's going, you know, take those ripples and kind of run it on through there. So that's just really a really neat way of technology giving back and helping to get helping parents and caregivers. And and you think about this, even community pools and other areas like that, um, having just an Anything you can throw in there, an extra roadblock to try to help make sure that you're staying safe is, is you know, a great, great use of technology.
1: And that's what I, i was gonna say. That's what I love about technology. There is a place for it. It will save lives. Technology can save lives. Yes, Jeremy.
3: Well, I gotta ask. How does this thing know when a person falls in versus when I do a cannonball?
1: Well, you'd probably
2: turn it on and off, like you know. Um, it's normally people supervising. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. When you're okay. done
1: in the evening and at night um, and you turn the pool alarm on just in case, like, no one's out there. Okay, mm for the
3: unattended pool. Right, exactly, exactly. Gotcha.
1: Well, we want to thank everyone for joining us today uh, on Everyday Tech. If you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org, or you can subscribe to our podcast. Java Chapman was our board operator, and our phone screener was Lori Thompson. For Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy and join us next week at 10 for more Everyday Tech, only on MPB. Think Radio.